Welcome to the Reliance Community Podcast. Worship with us on Sunday mornings at 9 o'clock or 10.45 a.m. We hope you're encouraged by today's message. What's up? All right. Yeah, real quick, just want to introduce myself and just say I'm super excited to be officially a part of the Reliance team. I do think I am still on staff. Ryan fires me every day. So, but I know he's mad because I beat him in the last game of horse we played. So, um, real quick, yeah, my name is Jacob Hall. My wife is Jordan Hall. We're uh, youth and young adult pastors here at Reliance Community Church. So we work with Matt and this whole crazy group on the front row. Um, and then we also have a young adult ministry. We're calling it Kingdom Culture. And we meet once a week on Tuesday evenings in our tiny one-bedroom apartment. We've had 13 people in our living room one time. It was awesome. Um, But we just have a big meal. We do some worship. And then we get into the Word. And we just go after Jesus. That's all we want to do. And if you are a college-age student from the age range of 18 to 28 years old, we would love to get to know you. We have a lunch immediately after the service. There's going to be free pizza in the youth room. Graduating seniors, you're more than welcome to join us. Um, but we're basically just kind of get to know each other. We want to know you if you want to be involved with something like that. It's going on from one to two in the youth group, uh, in the youth room. A little bit of a background about myself. Um, I grew up in the youth group. Pastor Matt and Aaron have been mentors of mine for a really long time. And so, um, Grew up in the youth group, part of student leadership. After high school, we, I moved to Colorado Springs and joined the Desperation Leadership Academy, which is a new life church. Um, and there we were part of the school of worship. And we had a mentor there. His name is Caleb Culver, who really was intentional with the musicians. There were so many musicians there. there was, I think I was one of like five drummers, so many guitar players, so many singers. But Caleb... Was, had a really, really cool heart for the musicians, like not the singers. I mean, he loved the singers too, obviously, but like the drummers and the bass players and the keyboard players to minister through their instrument because it's not just Ryan and Bree and Matt who are up here to minister before the Lord and to lead in worship. It's also Brent on the keys and Dad and the drums and whoever's, you know, Cody playing bass. It's, you know, we're all ministers of, of, uh, to the Lord in our instruments. And so Caleb didn't encourage us just to do that, but he encouraged us to be creative outside of what we're comfortable with. And he encouraged us to write our own songs. So we had a songwriting class. It was really fun and really awkward, but it was really empowering. I didn't think I would ever be a songwriter. I just thought I'd play drums. I just thought I'd be a drummer. Um, But what's happened is something really cool. My wife and I, we actually write our own songs now. We've got several of our own, and we want to play out more. And we're actually going to get to share one with you at the end of the day. And it's all about, it's called Brave the Unknown, but it's all about doing things you've never done before, going places you've never been. So seniors and graduates, you're about to step into a whole new world. And it's very, very exciting. So I'll get started today with... My main point, Matt's point, or Matt was talking about how God has a plan for us in the journey of life. And because because God has a plan for us in life's journey, how we live matters. That's what I'm going to be talking about today. You don't want to miss what he's doing, and you will if you're not living in him. 
That's why how we live matters. So we'll start with the days. Every day matters because life is a good gift. If we read in Genesis 2, um, verse 7, that's when God breathes life into the man. It says, Then the Lord God formed a man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living being. I want you to imagine that just for a second. You've never existed before, and God breathes into your nostrils, and you open your eyes, and the first thing you see is God. Isn't that incredible? It's a good gift to be alive. Jordan and I have a song. It's called Every New Day, and the bridge says, every day that you, it's, it's, a, it's a prayer, and it says, every day that you've given me is a gift I can see to go and share your love and to shine your light because every good and perfect thing comes from you, Father. Thank you for bringing me back to life. So when you wake up, when, when it's, like, it's like when God breathed breath into Adam's nostrils and he woke up and boom, there's Jesus. When you wake up, it's the same thing, guys. When you wake up, pray, Jesus, thank you for your mercy and another day. Help me be a better representation today of who you are than I was even yesterday. Because our faith isn't supposed to be the same as it was yesterday. It's supposed to grow and grow and grow and grow. And it's as simple as praying that. You wake up, bam, oh my gosh, I get another day to know Jesus. That's why life's a good gift, because it's an experience, it's a chance to know him. It's a chance to love on him and be loved by him. God has, he's designed us for more than what we thought we could have. And so I, one of my favorite things about God is he is always showing me that he's way bigger than I thought he was. And he's super, so like everything that I want to amount to, God wants me to go farther. That's pretty wild, right? When you think about all your ambitions, maybe you want to be CEO or maybe you want to be president. That's awesome. I say go for it. But God has an even higher calling than that. So maybe you're like, want to be a manager, but God's like, no, I want you to be the CEO. Or maybe you want to be a senator, but God's actually calling you to be the president of the United States. You know, he's way bigger than what we thought. And he asks us for, he's asking us, or he has things that are way more than what we thought in store for us. And in saying that, God is super intentional with us. Like Matt's word, God loves recklessly, but he's not, it's not like accidental. He's not um, careless. He's extremely intentional with us and how he cares about the finite details of how we're going to live, of how we're going to grow up, of how we're going to walk with him, of how we're going to know him and love other people. So to be relatable, when you read about stories, there's always a hero and a bad guy. But let's, let's just focus on the hero. They always seem like unlikely at first, right? So... I love the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit stories. I've been listening to the audiobook of The Hobbit for like the last two weeks. Bilbo is a hobbit. He's a tiny little thing, loves his hobbit hole, doesn't care for any adventures, anything like that. One day Gandalf comes and knocks on the door and says, hey, I've chosen you to go on this grand adventure to help these 13 dwarves recapture their home from a dragon. And Bilbo's never done anything like that before. And he's like, I'm not the right guy for this job. But as I've been reading the story, Bilbo goes through these challenges and he's growing stronger and he's getting smarter and he's becoming this really great hero. It's the same thing with you and I. You and I don't think that we're cut out for the work of God, but all we gotta do is live in faith. Just walk in faith in what he said. He's calling us to more than we thought. 
We have examples in the Bible like Rahab, the prostitute in Jericho who saved the two spies and helped the Israelites defeat um, the city of Jericho. We have Gideon. I love Gideon and Gideon's story. Gideon is um, just a random guy from some tribe in Israel. The Lord one day shows up and says, hey, I'm going to use you to um, deliver the Israelites from the hand of the Midianites. And so Gideon is not sure. He's like, I don't know. The Midianites are awful. I'm just me. I'm just Gideon. I'm a nobody. And God is like, no, you're going to do it. You're going to do it. So Gideon's like, okay, we're going to try it. Gideon masses this huge army. And God comes to him and get it. God comes to him and says, no, the army's too big. I want you to make it smaller. So the army is a lot smaller now. And God comes to Gideon again and says, no, it's still too big. I'm going to fight the battle for you. I need you to make this army even smaller. So Gideon is left from thousands all the way down to 300. And they're not like, they're not like the Spartan 300. They're not the glorious muscle men, great warriors. They're the guys who are running into the river and lapping up the water like dogs. And these are the people that God's going to use to deliver Israel from the hand of the Midianites. The Lord spoke through these people. The Lord used these people. When they lived in faith, when they acted in their faith is when they became heroes. It's not what they saw. What Gideon saw, what they saw was impossible. But God is a God of the impossible, right? God's asking us to, to go with him in faith. How we live matters. If we live in faith, people can see that. Jesus, when he was here, all the time was like, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. If we believe that, if we just grab that, if we have faith in the truth, Jesus didn't lie to us. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It's attainable. Heaven on earth is right now, guys. It's not, we don't, we don't have to wait for it. Matt and Aaron say it all the time. Jesus finished the work on the cross and it's unlocked a greater reality. The greater reality is more, it's more real than the one that you can see. It's more, it's more real than the natural. They call it the supernatural. In the supernatural, in this greater reality, the reality that I'm living in, there's no more shame, there's no more worry, no more doubt, and no more condemnation. Sick people can be healed, signs and wonders happen on the earth, and I have an intimate relationship with the Father. That's probably the most important one. Intimacy with God is now ours. It's not like he's far off and I don't have to talk to a priest to go and pray for me because I have the relationship with him right now. This is why ordinary life is not meant for anyone that is a new creation in Jesus. Every day and every moment is an invitation to participate in how good he is and to experience him and to love on him and be loved by him. Toby Mac has a song called Made to Love and it's really simple. The chorus says, I was made to love you. I was made to find you. I was made just for you, made to adore you. I was made to love and be loved by you. Now this next scripture, the psalmist uh, wrote, he was a king and he had a palace he had many wives, he had many children, he had glory in battle, and people loved him more than any other king that would come until Jesus. Psalm 27.4 says, one thing I ask from the Lord, this only do I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, and to gaze on the beauty of the Lord, and to seek him in his temple. 
King David had one life goal. He was hungry for the presence of God. He, you see it in other Psalms and other scriptures. Lord, don't take your presence away from me. Without it, I'm nothing. I just want your presence. And how we recognize King David, a man after God's own heart. How did the Lord recognize King David, a man after his own heart? That's why how we live matters, because we leave a legacy of love. We leave a legacy of Jesus to people. Um, if we only had one life goal like King David, how much more would we treasure Jesus? What if Jesus was our only ambition in life? What if he was the most beautiful thing to you? Jesus tells a story of a man in one of the parables in Matthew chapter 13, a man who sold his, everything he owned when he found a, a hidden pearl in a field. He sold everything. And I really think it's cool that Jesus is very clear to say in verse 44 that in the man's joy, he went and sold all he had to buy the field. I never caught that until the last time I read it, but in his joy, he sold everything. He gave up everything to gain the one thing. If Jesus was our one thing, oh, how we would treasure him. Philippians 3, 7 through 9, but whatever were gains to me, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them garbage that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness that comes from God on the basis of faith. Jesus is really good at showing us about, showing us about himself. We, doesn't, you know, we don't need Pastor Aaron or me or Matt. You don't need us to tell you that God's worth more than anything else you'll ever have. Because he's really good at showing him himself in his word and through the Holy Spirit. So I want to encourage you guys, the legacy that we leave, if, if, we're, if, we're, if our eye is single, if we just want Jesus, then it's pretty obvious to the people around us that we just want Jesus. No bad tree bears good fruit. No good tree bears bad fruit. It just makes sense. It's super simple. If you are a, a bad tree, you're not going to bear good fruit. If you're not fixed on Jesus, you're not going to give people Jesus. It's like if you squeeze an apple and orange juice comes out, that's really weird. But if you're a Christian and somebody squeezes you and everything else but Jesus comes out, that's really weird, right? How we live matters. I want to encourage us just to have one life goal. Jesus is greater than anything. I know I can't convince you of that, and it's not my job to. I just want to encourage you to go find it out on your, for yourself. Go get in the Word. Get in, get in the Bible. Ask the Holy Spirit to reveal Jesus to you. He'll show you that he's worth more than anything. Thanks for listening today. If you want to find out how to get involved, go to reliancecommunity.org.